0: Ciao and and welcome to the Grapefully Yours Wine Podcast, coming to you from the warm and cozy studios at inside.com and downtown Lowell. Good morning, Teddy. He's our producer today, Teddy Pantis. How are you? Morning, guys. Morning. And my co-host, the wine butler, Mike Pigeon. Here we go. So this is my first show back. Uh, since back. I left uh, for for Florida, I went to Florida for a month yeah, to to back. recharge. Yeah. You know, drink some I'm, nice wine, play some golf. Yeah, I miss you
1: over those four weeks, but uh, it was a nice taking a break from not having to drink wine at nine in the morning when we do this show. So, uh, but I had it when I had evening meals. But uh,
0: good to see you back again. I'm well, glad. I want to thank you uh, for for keeping my front walk oh. uh, nice and dry, and also for checking on my. Uh, my wine cellar and i as i saw oh, when i went down there i saw just a couple of bottles uh you know they were missing so i could have misplaced them or cold, maybe cold weather popped the cock on a couple of them oh is that what happened i think so okay well you're entitled to anything you want down there you know that okay Yep. yeah so that's uh so that's great so uh what have you been doing the last month
1: Oh, not too much. Uh, this is New England, you know, take, still doing my walks and enjoy the photos you sent up. I mean, still can't get over that one restaurant you went to where the chef actually had a frying pan outside, oh. three feet in diameter, yeah. easily. Okay. Yeah, Easily,
0: that was uh, Chef Mario wow. at La Muca Ballerina in downtown uh, Sarasota. That uh, the that that means the dancing cow. He's from Rome. He has a restaurant in Rome, uh, and he lives uh, part of the year right down here in Florida. Good life, huh? Oh. And uh, he's his three daughters work with him in the uh, restaurant, and his wife. And it's right on Main Street in Sarasota. So this was the fourth year we had been down there and this year uh he cooked on the outside cuz you saw he has outside oh dining God. and he took out this um that that large pan it's hooked up to a propane oh, tank large. yes hooked up to a uh, uh hooked up to a propane tank and uh, a little hose goes underneath and just keeps a little uh, light going on and um and he cooked Uh, the first time I ever had this strozza prete, uh, pasta, six pounds of it. You said six pounds in with the sauce, right? This was a special meal for 10. Uh, my, my, uh, college uh, roommate and and buddy Mike Matone, who lives down in in Sarasota. Uh, he took us, he hosted the party. Um, it was our last weekend in Florida and, um, So he got the pan, he put a little oil in it, then he started making his own sauce, so everything was from scratch. Uh, He threw the onions in there, then he added the cherry tomatoes, uh, then he added uh, uh, mushrooms, um, and then you saw the photo with the pasta. I'm going to send Teddy the tape of it, and we'll embed it, and and I'm going to write a little story about it. And so let let me get back to the strozza preti. I'd never seen the macaroni, because the macaroni was like... uh, uh, thicker strands of spaghetti, but they were tied together, so they had three. They had three appendages to it, and I said, "Wow, I never saw that." Uh, like uh, a squid. Uh, yeah, yeah, and, and it was about six to to eight inches long. And I said, "I never saw uh, pasta like that." He says, "Yes, strangled priest." I says that's what stroza preti meant. And there's a legend to that story that um, the priests in Italy, the little villages, you know, they used to go around, meet uh, their, uh, their uh, parishioners, and all the women would cook you know a pasta for so they'd have to sit down well the priest you know after a while uh you know he ate so much pasta he was going to choke on yeah. the food that's what the yeah, men he said the he's, gonna, yeah, he's, he's going to he's going to choke hey, the death on the food because the woman kept making them so that's where that uh that legend uh it comes from and the, the 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 um and the the pasta is named after strozza strangle the priest so but it was when he got done that sauce and and everything it was it was it was, uh, it was a matter of fact, the Friday. It was during Lent, so you know we couldn't eat meat. So it was a meatless dish, but it was absolutely f- fabulous. Now, granted, we were paying for him, but but uh uh but the 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 um the you know six pounds of pasta we weren't going to eat so everybody in the restaurant saw what he was doing and they started coming by for dishes he fed the entire restaurant for free on us that night you know but it was a great it was a great outdoor event and they uh, they they
1: talk about what type of wine goes with what type of food but when i looked at that i'm saying my god that looked so delicious any type of wine would go with that just to sit back and gorge
0: with that dish. so the 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 other thing about this part is, was um he has wine at his restaurant but he he lets a people bring a bottle of their own wine if they want any okay? corkage
1: fee or was uh, it uh, yes
0: you pay a corkage fee and stuff so um m- my friend brought a bottle of barolo uh babaresco mm-hmm, okay mm-hmm. and then we bought a uh, a couple of uh uh bottles of prosecco you know the, the the white wine and and then um some italian uh a vermentino wine which mm-hmm, we might we, we going to talk yeah, about yeah, today yeah. Oh. but it was just a delicious meal and, and you sat down and um and my main dish that night more pasta was uh gnocchi he did a nice cheese gnocchi with um with uh, um, uh, shrimp, a porcini mushroom, but the porcini mushrooms were cut up really nice and thin, you know, like bits in there and stuff. It was absolutely mm-hmm. fabulous. My my wife had the the creamy risotto with um, the uh, porcini mushrooms and, and shrimp. So it was uh, it was a really nice uh, really nice evening and stuff. But the wines were flowing. We just oh, we bet. just had a I great uh, a great <laughs> night. And I also played a lot of golf. That's how I worked it off. Um, and uh, Florida was, was fun. It was fun. It was nice to get away. The weather was great. Uh, missed the cost of course my friends back home and stuff. Of course. You know? of course. But uh, it, was, it was great to, uh, to uh, get away. Mm-hmm. And um, they had some nice wine stores. I, I, uh, this year I really delved into, uh, on Anna Maria Island on the West Coast, and there were two, uh, uh, two or three wine stores, but two, two uh, Italian uh, wine stores that, f- that featured mainly Italian wines. The prices were a little higher. Than here, but the selection—they uh, had more wines from Southern Italy, uh, you know, from uh, Sicily, uh, the, the uh, Mount Etna area, uh, Campania, Puglia, even Puglia, which is mm-hmm. the east coast. So I was really fascinated by some of those wines. We tried a couple of them; they were—they were—they were good, um, and uh, give me some food for thought, you know, mm-hmm. for for the uh, the future. So but i'm glad to be back and and um you know we we uh well we went friday to a to our first wine tasting of the new year um we went uh mike and i uh were invited by uh colangelo their big uh public relations firm for, for a lot of uh, European uh, uh, wine organizations and, and companies and um, uh, so we were invited to a, a special hour-long wine tasting with with just just the Mike and I and um, uh, Giov- uh, Giovanna Battista basile he's n- he's not only the owner of basile uh winery just what this his bottle looks like but he's also the president of the consortium for uh, Montecuco, uh wine producers and um what, what did you think of that uh, what do you think of the tasting would you it was good it, it was limited with bottles
1: but uh the, both those gentlemen christopher ralzo Chris, yeah. so engaging and they knew so much about this probably other wines too but about the Sangiovese, you know they they, they loved mm-hmm. that wine and it, it surprised me when you said if I put a bag over that bottle and you didn't tell me I thought I would think it was a Barolo. It was oh, that Brunello, it, Brunello, 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 yeah. Brunello, not a Barolo, mm, excuse yeah, me, Brunello. Brunello. Yeah. It was it was that good. And uh, it's 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 a good uh good good time, good Few wines. It was. Yeah. it was good.
0: Yeah, I love yeah, listening and, to people. And what was so interesting? I mean, uh, I had uh, studied uh, about the Montecuco Monte uh, wine region. Uh, you know, when, when I went for my uh, certification classes uh, uh, years ago, but I, I had never really tasted. Uh, wines from that uh from that area because it's a small district and it's relatively new compared to the more mature and older uh districts wine districts in in, in Italy and it's a small one but but you know uh we banted with uh with um, uh, Giovanni, uh and uh and Chris for, for a while we Christian we we, we learned a lot and that, that's the that's the main thing about wines if you like wine to learn about them every wine has a story Every wine region has a story, and this is this is a new district, but it's a gem. It was a hidden gem because it sits right in the middle. First of all, it's on the it's near the Morema coast. Well, remember, we, Bulgaria yeah. is to the north. Uh, it's one of the most exclusive places in Italy for the Super Tuscan wines. We we talked to Mary Lisa Allegrini from mm. Allegrini Wines uh, several years ago in New Hampshire, where she described the landscape, the beauty, the the sea, the Tyrrhenian Sea, the cool breezes from from the Mediterranean. she said it was she she first saw it years ago, and she said I have to have a vineyard here, and uh, and. uh Uh, You know, the Allegrini's make tremendous wines. So Montecuco is northwest Tuscany towards the western coast. It's tucked in that corner, but it's in between two very prestigious wine zones. Uh, 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 Morellino di Scanzano is to the east of it. And then uh, Brunello di Montalcino zone is to the west of it. Just separated by the Orcher River, so you can imagine you get this 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 wine district sitting in the between the same nearly the same toa landscape, right? And you say to yourself, gee, why was why was this place you know overlooked for so long? Yeah, nice sweet spot, uh, yeah. And they all deal with Sangiovese-based wines. Sangiovese is the king. It's mm-hmm. the noble red grape of Tuscany and and Northern Italy. So that's why I was intrigued. Because, you know, you say to yourself, well, you know, just like they say in California, uh, you know, uh, not all Cabernet Sauvignon is the same it's because of the different uh, you know uh, uh microclimates uh the mesoclimates that the torah everything can be a little different and those vines absorb it and and it, you do get different characteristics from different areas and the and the climate and everything else so so um you know we we, we found out more about Montecuco the first uh, um uh, it really didn't have any wine tradition up until the um, the 1990s when, you know, land in this area was cheaper than buying land in uh, Montalcino or, or the Barolo or even uh, Scanzano. So people started gravitating, the pioneers to this area, and they saw the beauty of it. And there were a lot of independent farmers who had vineyards. See, these people... Agriculture is big to them. And if you were to go to Montecuco today, you would still think it was farmland. That's the way uh, Giovanni described it to us. And he represents 60 small
1: wineries over there. So that will give you some indication. This isn't a big area to start with. And if there's 60 that he represents, they're they're not huge. There are only so many hectares Good point.
0: His consortium uh, represents 60 uh, uh, producers, wine producers. And the average farm is uh, uh, eight to 16 acres. Okay, so those are small farms. And these people have a passion for wine. They still have livestock. You know, they do. they, They grow olives. They milk cows. But wine has become an industry to them. And the other big point, he says, that they have one of the largest percentages of certified organic farms in all of Italy. Eighty-five percent of these farms are organic. They practice organic methods, which means, you know, as he said, we respect the land you know the, the wine industry hasn't changed us so how young is this so this year is their 25th anniversary since they be, uh, the uh the the italian government um uh recognized the doc that's the doc regulations and they're, they're um they're they're a recognized doc that, so that started 19 uh, uh 1998 the Monte- Cucco DOC. But through the years, the Italian authorities and, and winemakers and regulators realized that the Sangiovese produced in this area had such great potential. You know, there were different sites, especially uh, towards Mount Amiata in the west. So, so these vineyards go right up the slopes of Mount Amiata, which is an active volcano. And uh, in Italy, and they created the the highest quality tier uh, in Italy, the um, the uh, Montecucco Sangiovese DOCG. So, on the quality uh, uh, wine chain uh, in Italy, DOCG regulated wines are the highest uh uh the highest you can go it's very strict uh rules how those are uh are produced and uh they they have to have a uh pass Certification from a board of of uh, expert panelists, so that what you have in this this wine that goes to the consumer in this bottle is actually what it is. So they taste it year in and year out. It has to taste basically the same because if it differentiates, they investigate. <laughs> they want to know what's going on. So so uh, uh, so it's it's an interesting. It's it's very very uh, uh, tough regulations and uh, high quality. So it it has to taste the same, you said? Well, well, the, the be- characteristics have to be yeah. the same. Because I'm thinking if
1: they had a bad harvest one year, could they... Still get it to taste like that. Uh, this, they produce they, within limits. Yeah, yeah they yeah,
0: produce they, less, yeah, and, produce and he that. mentioned that they would produce less than a bad harvest. They don't want. They don't put or they declassify some of the wine, and they'll put it in the DOC. It won't be into the D-O-K-H. DOCG. So, um, but the other thing about this is for Sangiovese based wines. I mean, what do you pay for Brunello? Average average cost for Brunello di Montalcino. I
1: haven't bought Brunel I've had Barolo, but it's a, about $59 or something. Yeah.
0: So $79. $50 and above. They go yep. over $100 yep. and stuff. Yep. Sangiovese. Yep. I mean... Uh, uh, so, th- th- with the, the 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 these Sangiovese wines, and Giovanni made the point about it. I mean, they're they're less expensive than, and yet the quality is just as good as uh, you know the other Sangiovese, based wines in the area. So, uh, Mike and I tasted. Uh, for Sangiovese-based wines, uh, the, the, D, the DOCG and the Reserves have to have 90% Sangiovese in them. This is a DOC uh, wine, okay? This is his entry-level wine. It has um, uh, slightly more than 60% of, um, of Sangiovese. Uh, no, actually, he, this has 100%. So even though this is, uh, this is a DOCG, Okay, I'm sorry. Yeah. So this yeah. is the DOCG okay. wine, Cata uh, Conta. And uh, uh, it has 100% Sangiovese. Costs $24. We bought this at uh, Bottle Boston. Right next door. Right, right next door to uh, Fantasy uh, Fine Wines, which is owned by Chris Christian Trotta, Great. Great who's guy. the sole distributor for uh, Montecuco wines. But my point is, You know, you go out exploring, you try different things. This was, I I couldn't believe the value in this wine when we tasted it, huh? It just, mm, mm, it was elegant. It was really, really elegant, the texture, uh, and it had a a minerality to it, Mm -hmm. Uh, uh, like saltiness at the end uh, that added to the flavor, the taste, uh, and, um, and, and well because they are they're only 19 19 miles from the sea mm-hmm. so the wind the mediterranean breezes bring that sea salt covers the vines and everything and you know it, it's picked up in the in the taste not that it's salty but you get that wow what's that what's that little uh, uh minerality in it that makes it so crisp and and, and clear and and just heightens your your, your palate and stuff so it, it, it was just a treat uh, uh, tasting these wines from Montecuco, and I put them on my list. That's why we bought, uh, you know, I bought it. and Yeah. It's something how that goes like. That's the
1: Sangiovasi, which is the main grape into Brunello.
0: Yes. Now, right.
1: Barolo is very expensive also, But you can buy a bottle of Nebbiolo, which is the main grape, and that so much less. So it's something how you can almost get the same thing for a lot. But there was a different taste, though. But so close sometimes. Oh yeah, but but
0: but this. uh, So the restrictions on this. This has to be aged. For, for 12 months in, in cask of, uh, uh, oak. And then, uh, it goes in for another, uh, uh, six months in bottle. Sometimes they, they do it for two years, even longer because the Reserva, as we saw, we tasted, uh, the Reserva for Montecuco, which is aged for almost four years. It's oh, a long
1: time. And, yeah. There, so.
0: And, uh, it cost $42. Mm, it mm, was excellent. Mm. And, um, and uh oh the smoothest it was silky smooth and uh um the nice plum and and um yeah, plum. It
1: had a lot of plum and it was so if it's the right description,
0: thin. Yeah, not like a mouthful of yeah. wine. It's beautiful very beautiful color. And down very down. very aromatic. Yeah. Very aromatic. Oh, very, very, yeah. Uh and so it was it was it was delight to meet uh, to, to meet uh, uh, Christian Trada, Giovanni um, uh, Batista, um, uh, Basile, and uh, I'll be writing about the, 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 the our wine tasting uh, for my column that will appear on InsideLowell.com later this week. You should look at it. And the other the other the white wine from uh, uh, Montecuco that is um, one of the primary grapes is Vermentino. And why I show this is you know it's lent for a lot of Christians and, and Catholics um, you know Friday is a is, is a day during Lent where you abstain from meat um, so. You say to yourself, "What do the Italians drink?" Well, they, they drink a lot of um, um, you know uh, bianco white wines, Trebbiano and, um, and Pinot Grigio and stuff. Uh, but if you want something with a really uh, uh, special taste and fragrance, this is a little has a little spiciness to it. Uh, Vermentino. It's only produced along the, the Marama M- M- Maramea coasts, and through those islands. This is where it excels, um, uh, you know, that are off the coast, the, the western coast of Italy, right down to uh, Sardinia, which makes them fabulous, uh, Vermentino. So just think of that. What, what does this bottle capture? The sun, the sea, it, it's bright, it's fresh uh it is an exquisite uh, wine matter of fact uh, one of the best we ever tasted was with uh mary lisa allegrini uh solo soleil, mm-hmm. right uh, under uh, only the sun that's what it solo soleil so so there are some options out there for people to try uh, this cost um, this cost- uh twenty two dollars a bottle this is twenty four dollars a bottle and um we were also intrigued that there was a beautiful wine shop, too, Bottle Boston, right, on Commercial Avenue. So many wines in there. I've never seen those labels.
1: They were all Italian, but the the number of them. I mean, I go to New Hampshire liquor like store, you go buy the Italian, you get familiar with some of the labels. They had, like, all different...
0: Yeah. Oh. And, and you know oh. you you, you, you uh, so so, so there's a, you know you go on an adventure we had a great time at the North End Mike and I stopped uh, uh, later for dinner but but we met a new friend uh, 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 his name was Gregory was it Gregory at the bottle uh, at Brico. no no, no? At, at the bo- bottle uh oh bottled Boston. Oh yes, yeah he, yeah, he was very
1: familiar with Lowell. That's yes, he was crisis. very familiar yeah. with, with Lowell.
0: He saw my Mickey Ward hat. He yeah. was asking about Mickey and 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 Lowell. But uh, the, what what intrigued me was uh, they take online orders and they will deliver. I says you'll come to Lowell. He says absolutely. He says you buy twelve bottles of <laughs> wine from me. He says I'll I'll <laughs> deliver it. And but they also have weekly wine tastings. Now just think, you're on Commercial Avenue. Uh, one block from the ocean, right? The, I mean, the the bay there. It was beautiful. It was a nice day. Friday was a nice day in the upper forties. Mike and I walked from North Station uh, all the way uh, all the way there. Uh, you take a couple of sips, you know, and then you go to the North End for dinner. Take yeah, the great, train back great, home. Great day. Great. What did day. you think of that dinner we had, huh? Oh, oh, yeah. It was Mike's favorite restaurant. He and he delivered Panza. Yeah, Panza. Yeah, yeah.
1: The seafood risotto. The mussels. The mussels were good size. Was, oh. we ate too so much bread with that broth, though. We shouldn't have done that. <laughs> but uh, but
0: the, uh, the the they had creamy risotto with the shrimp and the crunchy oh. asparagus, and the plate was so huge. Twenty five dollars for that, and, uh, and and that was uh, that was probably the the best value in North End that night. Because if you yeah. look at the, we looked at some of the menus and the prices they were charging. But we were, oh, we totally satisfied. We took uh, three quarters of it home. You wanted to eat it on well, the train, and I said no, no. We
1: went to Brico and had that nice appetizer with wallop shrimp and calamari, you it was uh, so great. So, joke. so we had a good day.
0: I wish Lowell had a north end, or a south end, or a west end, I don't care. <laughs> but uh, but um, it, it was it was uh, so nice uh, to uh, to see the crowds coming in for the Celtics game. They were filling up the the, um you know, the, the bars and restaurants and stuff. But, uh, you know, it, it'll be a nice day. When the weather gets nice, you should look at um, uh, Bottle Boston because they won, have weekly wine tastings. Take the train in. Uh, go down. Take a walk to the North End. Go to this place. Taste the wines. And then make a day of it, you know, along the
1: waterfront. And just like a lot of times you go out to eat, you want a different dish, well, order. is so easy, as I said in an earlier show, to get a Merlot, a Cabernet, Pinot Noir, something you're so familiar with. But San you might want to give it a try. What you're mm-hmm. going out for let's have some off new off the menu. Get a new wine off the menu. Try the San Giovanni. Then you know what it is like and you might love it more than what you've been drinking. Maybe you're not.
0: But very good point. To try it. Lastly, I want to just say that, um, you know, we'll be having uh, more local people coming in. uh, uh, We're scheduling them now. Mike Kunstler will be coming in to talk about uh, his wine list up at his uh, Grazie restaurant. uh, And uh, hopefully we'll have a few more. Uh, We want to talk to Teddy Painos again because he promised me he was going to be updating some of those uh, Greek wines he has, which are always a great value. I mean, the Aceterco is a great red wine. And they, they have a white Aceterco
1: to yeah so uh we'll have to but, get him on before april because my yeah. brother my brother-in-law is going with his family to greece for for a couple of weeks uh, in april no, May. Excuse me, in May. And I'd like to be able to tell her what type of Greek wine, so maybe uh, Mr. Painter's yeah. could tell us. Very what, good. Uh, what and,
0: and there's a there. big, um, uh, isn't Danielle McFadden uh, in the the, the the Greater Little Chamber of Commerce, they're doing a special uh, restaurant uh, uh, promotion right now?
1: Uh, going on right now, Munch Madness.
0: Munch Madness, yes. So you can get all the details uh, on their, their website. Uh, I know there's a story on Inside Lowell, but, you know, support the local... Uh, uh, support, support the local restaurants, bars, and, and things. Uh, they've gone through uh, some difficult times. It looks like it's it's coming out of it, uh, but they, they still need the patrons and uh, respect the work that they do. And, uh, you know, just enjoy yourself. Live life, right? La bella vita. La bella vita. Well, until our next show, uh, we, we hope you have a great week, a great time. Any closing thoughts, Mike? When are you going back to Florida? Next year. (laughs) Ciao, everybody. Good day.